0: Uh, Hi, everybody. Welcome to Inside My Wallet, a um, podcast which will be a real honest uh, talk about the money mindset. Um, I'd like to introduce us um, so that people know who we are um, and why we want to talk about this subject matter. Andrea, if you would like to go first.
1: Sure, no problem. So my name is Andrea Kennedy. I run a business called Wiser Wealth. Um, And the reason I got into my business was because I realized that there was kind of a gaping hole between uh, what bankers and finance people talk about as well as what psychologists talk about. And to be able to bring those two together and to practice both um, kind of financial therapy as well as investment and financial planning was kind of this need that was needed, a hole that needed to be addressed, um, you know, uh, in terms of giving advice and talking about money. So that's why I started my business. I've been doing it for 15 years and I've authored a book called Own Your Financial Freedom.
0: And it's fantastic. (laughs) Uh, I'm Amanda Edwards and I uh, founded Tidy My Money. Um, I'm a a wife, mother of three, but uh, I uh, have also been an accountant for, gosh, it's very telling around 27 years or thereabouts and um i've lived in you know quite a few countries a bit like you andrea we've been expats in various countries and probably what that's given me and or us i certainly hear it when you talk is that we're well aware that you know there's more things in us humans that we're alike than we're different and um you know tidy my money for me the catalyst was it came from a place um sadly where When I was 11 years old, my father passed away in a car accident, and as well as the emotional trauma, that led us to a big financial trauma, and um, it took us a long time to get out of that. And um, so, I really came personally to a place where I was at zero, or even minus zero, um, and had to come back through that. And it took me a really long time, and I had to find the right, you know, teachers and coaches. And uh, the aim of Tying My Money was to try and shortcut for other people this journey. And obviously I met Andrea and, you know, you just speak so well on the subject and um, in such a practical way and you get to the point so well that uh, really when we came together, I was like, everybody has to hear Andrea speak. We have to do this podcast. Um, And so the hope was that we could really um, kind of, give people thoughts um, and doorways in, uh, because money is, you know, it's a difficult subject and it's difficult for most people. And uh, a lot of people feel like money overwhelm
1: and and, uh, it
0: feels like it's a bit of a maze.
1: On this kind of point, just to add on to, as long as we're introducing one another, you know, um, thank you for, for what you said, but the only reason that I kind of feel comfortable talking about money is because I had a mother that was comfortable talking about money, right? And so a lot of this is just role modeling. And hopefully what we can also do in this podcast is role model, you know, how to talk about money and um, kind of the kind of questions that people ask and how to have relaxed conversations about money and have it not be kind of as emotive sometimes as it can be. So I think a lot of this and and, you know, my business started when I realized in my 40s, a lot of people um, started to have big changes in their life, you know, whether it was divorce or starting a business or whatever that impacted their finances. And people who were very, very well educated and very bright women were uncomfortable talking about money, right? Because it was just something that they had not done, not because they couldn't. And like you have always said, it's an incredibly learnable subject. Yeah. This is a learnable subject. And it should be something that's talked about at dinner tables. Well, maybe not at dinner tables, but it should be talked about as we talk about anything else that's part of our kind of the ecosystem of our life, right? Um, health, hygiene, finances. It should just be a normal thing. And for but a lot of people, it hasn't been. Yeah.
0: Exactly, because I think that you know there's a lot of factors that go into people. Feeling like it's a complicated subject and they do get very emotionally entangled. I certainly did at the beginning of my journey and having to go like to drop out the emotions and look at everything very practically, very honestly, you know, a lot of kind of radical honesty, you know, about what I knew and what I didn't know, because um, you do feel this money overwhelm now with, uh, you know, different information coming from different sources. So you've got to, you know, the aim also of these podcasts is to try and you know tailor it down to the first basics you know so that people can get a grip on this is the foundation and from here I can grow this is the language these are like you said the role modeling um because I think you know I do think like money if you think about money as a maze like for everybody so you know, there's a playing field in front of everybody. Every adult has to interact with money. So there's this huge playing field, and in the way of that is this maze. And depending on where you are, who are your guides? You know, if you had a mother that you know was informative to you, or if you had nobody giving you a good example, that maze could look accessible, daunting, huge, dark. You know, you can get into it, take the wrong turns. Um, And you have to kind of learn that you probably can't do everything yourself. You are gonna need advisors, good advisors who are directing you in the right way so that you can get to your end goal at the end.
1: Um, And I don't think advisors necessarily always always have to be just to to, uh, add on to that point. They don't have to be paid for advisors. I mean, sometimes they will be, right? But sometimes they're just people that, um, that you can trust, right? And who have done things a certain way and who allow you to expand your thinking about things. You know, we're gonna talk about money narratives in a later um, podcast, but it's really about understanding how we think about money and how that is and how that affects our behavior, and then by definition, how that affects how we spend money and use money and invest money in yeah. this whole train, right? And and this maze that this kind of overwhelm that you talk about. You know, I see it in my client base and it comes up in this classic kind of fright, freeze, flight, you know, kind of scenario. It kicks in our very basic instinct of fear and how we react to it. I'm kind of a flight person. So that's why (laughs) other people fight, other people freeze. I'm kind of a flight. So, and this is how we then uh, act with money which is not always in our best interests when we're acting from this space of kind of high emotion. Right? So just to add on to um, what we were saying before.
0: And I think one thing that we kind of like to say, or we've kind of said together, um, is that we want people to also really focus on rowing their own boat, right? We want to kind of say to people, you're in your own boat at whatever age that is, however big that boat is, small, medium, cruise line or whatever. <laughs> and you've got to be in your own boat. boat. Yes. And you have to only look to yourself, like stop looking left and right, right and comparing because you don't know if the boat next to you is rented for the right. day. Right. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, I
1: think that and some I think of the... That... Uh, social media has made rowing your own boat even harder because it used to be, I think, that we would look at kind of our neighbors or our peer group or our friendship group, and now we're kind of looking all around the world. I think there's maybe a bit of an upside to that, but the downside is also that you just have no idea what's real, what's fake. I've seen some crazy things where people look like they're on a plane and they're actually taking a photograph next to like their laundry machine. I mean, there's so much you can fake. And so I think that this just heightens all this anxiety that I think is there anyway, because it's a topic many people are not comfortable with. And now all the social media input, um, seeing into other people's lives has, I think it made it a bit worse.
0: Yeah. And so I think, you know, as we do the podcast, we build up people's information and their library of things to do, et cetera. I think it's important to continue to go back to like your own boat. You have to look at your life where you are where you want to get to I think for me certainly on my financial journey I had to just go I have to look at me like I have to look at what I want and what I need to feel secure what I feel is my balance and not you know literally switch everything off then you can become really focused on what are you afraid of I think um we're gonna try and give homework at the end of every podcast, right, to
1: everybody yes. to do. So I think, um, I think one of the good pieces of homework could come from this conversation, which is my question would be, what, is, what do you think it looks like based on the clients that you've worked with when someone's not rowing their own boat what are the kind of things that you hear? How do you know what are the clues in your mind when you're like somebody, this person's distracted basically by other things? Like what, what do you hear as uh as I mean,
0: with, with tidy my money, a lot of the time, you know, I'm starting on that first step of looking at, you know, their cash flow and their balance sheet. And people immediately kind of come to a defense mechanism of shame around it, you know. Yeah. So they know they've got to do it because they're in a bad place in one way or another or they're not in the place that they want to be. But almost in their mind's eye, they have an idea of how perfect it should be and they don't feel that they're there. Um, So there is so much, like you said, emotions tied into everything. And a lot of the times with my lot, I'm trying to say, like you have to literally feel it and put it on the side. You have to feel it and still move forward.
1: So I, I, I was going to say, I also see a lot of shame and a lot of what I see is older people. Well, not older people. I see all people of all ages, but often with an older client bases, they look back on their life with regret, you know, regret and shame. Like, oh my God, had I only known, or had I only done this, or had I only. And so I always tell people it's never too late to start. Yeah. You know, it's okay to look back to reflect on how we got here, but you know, there's, there's no point in looking back. And a lot of people, when they're looking back, they're looking around at the friends around them and what they have or you know, accumulated or whatever. And I think that is when I personally also know when people aren't quite rowing their own boat, you know, they've been looking over here and over there and not just focused on what they can do for themselves based on, on whatever they have, yeah? Um, so I think that these are all really kind of, um, this is a good starting point. Maybe the homework that we can give people if we were going to give some homework at the end of this is maybe asking people when they feel shame or when they feel regret or when they feel envy, maybe to look at what's triggering that and to just kind of start a bit of a journal and write those feelings down, you know, when they feel competitive with other people, you know, yeah. about money, things, um, things that just aren't necessarily helpful.
0: Um, yeah.
1: Help eventually, shutting them do.
0: down, right? You know, why yes. they, why they're feeling certain things about money, even from just what we're talking about here. Right. I mean, exactly. the podcast will go through like a, a journey with people And I think that that journal keeping will be great in the future. And also, like, if they can start with that work, this homework of looking at what are the triggers, what does make them feel shame around money, what makes them jealous of or competitive against others. And as they go through the journey, you know, maybe it's good to always go back, you know, and see whether those feelings disappear later. I hope they do. Um, I think I I think with
1: time. I kind of what tell people is, you know, the feelings may never go away. But instead of feeling them for a week or a month, you'll feel them for 15 minutes or 20 minutes. And we should we should be able to help people kind of get on a journey to kind of kind of douse the feelings and just focus on doing what's best for them. Right. And to kind of stay on that a path of kind of evolution with their money.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's. um that's a nice way for us to introduce ourselves and start and hope to interest people you know in in the journey we hope to take with everybody i mean we're gonna have podcasts with just andrew and i but also with other experts that um you know will bring in that we might feel or even just regular people who have had something happen to them and it's important to know that like these are you know everyone's in kind of can be in the same position sometimes so Exactly. But I think, yeah, the homework's great. Like write down, you know, the emotions around money and um, what makes you feel bad or shame. And uh, and then we'll come back with our, our second podcast soon and everyone can catch up with us again.
1: And we're covering money narratives, right?
0: Money narratives, yes. Okay, excellent. And we'll see you all soon. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye.